Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast. Welcome to Episode 5. We are your hosts, Brian. And Ryan. And for those of you returning after listening last week, welcome back. And the NBA season is just around the corner. And with the NBA coming up so soon, we're going to add in our preseason NBA predictions starting today. And we're going to start with the MVP. So, Ryan, you can go first. This this one, I would say people should bet on because I have Luka winning it. I think he can – He I feel like – his core around him now is way better than people think. People are underestimating this team, not thinking that they could do anything in the playoffs, thinking they're like an eight seed. I think they have a crazy comeback year. Porzingis will be healthy, hopefully, the whole season, so he'll pop off. And Luca is my MVP. He had like 28, 8, and 8 last year, and I think – He's going to top that off just a little bit more to be in the conversation for MVP, and he'll win it. Yeah, I think personally Luca will be second place this season, but I think he will win next season's MVP perhaps. But for my MVP prediction, I have Steph Curry coming back with Klay Thompson. I have them making one of the top seeds in the West. Steph went off last year with a crappy team, and now he's getting some reinforcements this year. I think he puts on record-setting performance, makes a ton of threes, breaks a ton of records, and I'm booking Steph Curry as the 2021 MVP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong with saying him winning MVP because he'll put up just as many points as you would think each night, so – no argument there. Rookie of the year. Go ahead on this one. Let's hear it. My rookie of the year is not the first pick of the draft. It is Jalen Green, the Houston Rockets, because I don't think Cade Cunningham is going to do anything with the Pistons this year. And I think Jalen Green was the overall better player in the draft. I don't see why the Pistons were so set on Cade Cunningham. And I think Jalen Green with that young Houston Rockets, he's going to light it up. Well, here's the thing. Cade Cunningham will do stuff on the Pistons, don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like Zach Wilson on the Jets. Not on a good team. We don't know how good they really are until you're a couple years into their career. So I don't have him winning it either. I have Evan Mobley. I think Mobley is going to be the best rookie defender which will keep him higher up on the rookie of the year chain. And I think he has a crazy underrated offensive season too. Yeah, and being Cavs fans, we're probably going to get to watch a lot of his games. So he is one of the top candidates for the rookie of the year. And alongside Jared Allen, they should be an unstoppable defensive force. Yeah, Jared Allen on defense and then Garland, the lobs to Mobley every single night. So I have him winning. And Jalen Green, I understand why you said that. I think there's a couple other pieces on the Rockets that'll step up big time that I don't see Jalen Green getting as much as people think, as much um, chances at shooting and everything. Because Kevin Porter Jr. will pop off. Christian Wood, healthy, he's back. So I don't see Jalen Green winning it. Yeah, I agree with the KPJ because we've talked about him. Uh, We think he's going to play pretty good for the Rockets. And our next award prediction is the Defensive Player of the Year. And my Defensive Player of the Year is Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers, once again, are going to be the best defensive team in the NBA. They are old, but they are basically all defensive players. Even with all the veterans, their veteran defenders, uh, six-man-of-the-year candidates, they've got defense pat down. And, I mean, they might not do a lot on offense, but Anthony Davis is going to be the defensive player of the year. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. He's one of the younger ones, and he's 28 on that team. 
So yeah. he'll definitely be getting more minutes than some people. But I think Rudy Gobert back to back to back. His his defense is incredible. Like you can't get me wrong. Not the best perimeter, but he's a big man. You can't expect perimeter defense from him. You expect it down low, and down low he shuts people down. And Ben Simmons, nobody should say that he's winning defensive player of the year because who knows if he's going to even be playing on the Sixers or what's going on with him. Yeah, not many people can score on Rudy Gobert in the paint, so that should tell you something about his defensive skills. But like you said, he's not really an all-around defender. He's kind of just a paint protector. Uh, That's why I think Anthony Davis kind of has the edge over him. Yeah, and I think that it's going to be tough for Gobert to win it this year because they got Eric Pascal and Whiteside. So those are there's some big more bigger men that they have on the team. So people will be afraid to go in that paint. So Gobert won't be getting as many blocks as you think. But I do have him winning it. I think he is the goat at defense right now, and we'll see what happens. And our next prediction is the Sixth Man of the Year award, and. I'm going with my Lakers again. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, if he does not start, I don't really see him starting. I see him coming off the bench. And him playing with LeBron, they've wanted to do it for so long, and I think he's going to click. He came back last year with his offense, was pretty good for a guy his age. Uh, He was coming off the bench. He was starting. He was playing little. He was playing a lot. And we got to see, like, kind of prime Carmelo Anthony shooting offensively at least not really defensively but offensively yeah he's gonna do great for the lakers because like you said he's always wanting to play with lebron and it will click right away he's going to be probably maybe maybe the best shooter on that team right now but he'll be good he won't be a good as good as shorting clarkson clarkson 18 4 and 2 coming off the bench for the jazz and I see it happening again. He was a huge part of that team last year. Him and Ingles had a fight for six men. He won it. He deserved it. He's going to get it again. Yeah, and Jordan Clarkson, he's always been that guy who doesn't care if he'll start. He'll come off the bench, and he'll give you buckets. He's a scorer. He's a hooper. He'll give you buckets whenever you need them. So I think that's also a good pick for six man of the year. Yeah, now now let's take a look at coach of the year. Who do you have? I have Billy Donovan with the Chicago Bulls based solely off the fact that they are projected like five or the four seed right now. And that would be a huge jump for him and the Chicago Bulls who have been pretty bottom of the East the last couple of years, basically since LeBron was in Cleveland, basically. So I think – they shoot up the standings, and that gets Billy Donovan coach of the year. Yeah, the Bulls will be a solid team this year. Many pickups, and they're still looking for players. But I see Eric Spolstra being the coach of the year. They added some great vets, and the vets will make the coach look great. So Heat will be a top team. That'll give him coach of the year. Nothing else to be said. Yeah, I think – the Heat are going to be a sleeper team. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them right now. Which is uh, understandable Understandable after last season. Very bad season last year. But this year, they kept all the pieces they wanted to without trading. And they re-signed Aladipo, got Lowry, got Tucker. So I see them popping off this year. Yeah, and... I mean, we saw it happen in the bubble. The two best defensive teams, the Heat and the Lakers. Uh, Am I saying it's going to happen again? Mm, Maybe. Uh, But defense can get you to the championship. So we could possibly see a rematch of the 2020 finals. And we obviously know the outcome. But the Heat will be solid. Most improved. This one... You're going to be surprised, I think. I have Andre Drummond most improved this year. He was on the Lakers last year, not his team. Half Lakers, half Cavs last year. 
neither really clicked for him. I think him and Embiid on this team will be an insane center duo. I don't think they'll be in at the same time all the time. Obviously, Drummond back up. But Drummond's going to pop off. Maybe even sometimes they can just throw Drummond at center, put Embiid at power forward, run it down low, and they'll be able to because nobody will be able to stop that. Drummond had 12, 10, and 1 on the Lakers. Not his best defense either. This year he's going to pop off with his rebounds like he always does. He's improved his defense. He just hasn't been able to show it because he hasn't been getting the minutes. So I do have him as most improved this year. Yeah, and like you mentioned, uh, I see Drummond and Embiid in the paint. I'm not going to want to go down there and score. And then if I see them on defense, they're bigger than me. They're stronger than me. They're going to be a powerful duo in the paint. So I think Andre Drummond could have one of his best seasons. And you didn't mention anything about his rebounding. His rebounding is the best in the league when he's in his groove. So I think he could lead the league in rebounds too. Yeah, I mean, he once averaged 16 rebounds a game for the Pistons, and that is crazy good. And now when you add that to the Sixers' offense, he'll be getting a bunch of offensive rebounds too. And that's why I think he will be crazy underrated going into the season. Coming out, he'll be most improved. And my pick for most improved, I'm going to keep harping it, Kevin Porter Jr. for the Rockets. He is 21 years old. Last season, he averaged 16.5 points per game, 6.3 assists per game, and a steal per game. Uh, The dude's got good shooting stats. He only played 26 games for the Rockets last year, started 23 of them as a 20-year-old. He's got game. He's got skills. I'm going to keep saying, why did the Cavs trade him? The kid's got game. He is my pick for most improved because I think he's going to come out and score 20 a game. Oh, yeah, easily. Now that they added Jalen Green, I mean, if he doesn't score the points, Green will. So – Kevin Porter Jr., Cavs made a huge mistake by trading him, but he's going to pop off. He will be he will be one of the best players in the league one day because he's so young and he's already doing great things. Yeah. And the next thing we're going to do is NBA standings. And we're going to start in the East and we'll go back and forth with the number seeds. So my first seed is the Nets. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Nets, too. My second seed is the Bucks. I believe in the Heat. I think the Heat will have a great season, and they will go number two seed. My third seed is the Celtics, which is a shocker, but I have them stepping up, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum this year. Yeah, I'm going to go Bucks. I think people still underestimate that team. But Giannis will come out just dominating like he always does. And my fourth seed, as I said earlier, I think the Bulls are going to take the league by storm and they're going to take the fourth seed. I I like the Bulls, but I don't think they'll be that good that fast. So I am going to go Hawks. They have the most depth in the NBA right now. And what Trey Young did in the playoffs last year, I I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm going Hawks as the number four seed. My fifth seed is the Heat. As we said earlier, they're going to be a sleeper team, so I don't think fifth seed is bad for them. I'll go Celtics. I, I'm not a fan of the Celtics. Overrated, but I'll go Celtics. And my sixth seed is the Hawks. As you said earlier, Trey Young, that's all I got to say. He is good enough to take them to the playoffs. I'll go the Bulls. I mean, like you said, solid team. They have the vet, DeMar DeRozan, who can help lead that team to the playoffs. They won't be a top seed, but they'll at least be a playoff team. 
And for our seventh and eighth, we agreed on the 76ers and the New York Knicks. So let's talk a little bit about those teams. Uh, my reason for the Sixers being so low is we don't know about Ben Simmons. Uh, if he plays, maybe I'll move him up like one seed. If he doesn't, maybe I'll even drop him out of the playoffs. Uh, I think it all depends on what Ben Simmons does. Well, Ben Simmons, yeah, he he is pretty much screwing over the Sixers right now. He's supposed to come back and play a little bit, which I think the Sixers need him to do so they can build his trade value up. But he's screwing over the Sixers right now. They'll be a, they'll be a solid team, but they won't be a top team. I I couldn't have them out of playoffs this year, but it, it's going to be tough for the Sixers and the Knicks. They'll be bottom seeds but they're going to be facing some other teams that in the play-in, it's going to be tough to beat, I feel like. I mean, you have Beal on the Wizards still. Pacers are building up some all-stars on that team. Cavs are underrated. I mean, Raptors are underrated too. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to even make playoffs this year. Yeah, and the Knicks, I think – I mean, they they got a point guard in Kemba Walker, but I don't really believe in Kemba Walker to lead them. I think they could have just ran it back with the same roster of last year. They just kind of gave up when Trey Young played against them. So it was, but I mean, it was their first time in the playoffs in like seven or six years. So I think they're going to bounce back, but probably still take the eighth seed in the East. Well, here's the thing: they did get Kemba. He is inconsistent. They got Evan Fournier. He is he's a solid player. They definitely got more pieces in the offseason. And they kept their young core, which is good because people were out of them out of their minds saying trade the young core for one all-star. And then they'd think that's the contender. It wouldn't be a contender. It would be like say Damian Lillard and um what's his name? Julius Randle. I mean you're telling me that's a contender team? No, it's not. The Knicks were being smart as a now by keeping their young core and building on top of that. Hopefully they don't trade any of them. Hopefully they don't get hit in the head of a rock and decide, hey, I'm going to go out, trade RJ Barrett for some garbage player or something. I don't I don't even know, but they'll be, they're being smart with it right now. Hopefully it stays like that. And now we're going to do our West standings, and we both have Lakers in first, obviously. I have Jazz at second. I think it'll be a fight between the Lakers and Jazz, but Lakers will come out on top. I have the Warriors at my 2C because, as I said, I think Klay Thompson coming back boosts the Warriors so much, and I think Steph is going to be an MVP candidate. Third seed, I have Nuggets, I think. They're getting Jamal Murray back. Michael Porter Jr. will be healthy. Reigning MVP. Solid team. Not not a not a finals team yet, but solid team. I have the Jazz because as you said, they're gonna be one of the toughest rosters. They're gonna be pretty tough to beat. So I have them at the third. And at my point, I have the Nuggets. Uh, like you said, they're getting Jamal back, and Jamal would have taken them further in the playoffs last year, but he was hurt. Yeah, Jamal's inconsistent, but he's still young, so hopefully he can improve. Um, I, I have the Mavs at the fourth seed. I already explained they'll be underrated going into this season. They'll they'll beat a bunch of tough teams this season. I I know for a fact. I mean, Porzingis. All the haters are taking him down. I believe in Porzingis. I think he's going to come back this season. Crazy. My fifth seed, I have the Mavericks, so I just have them a little lower than you. And yeah, I have, I have the Clippers. You I have don't, the Clippers? I don't like the Clippers. I just I don't like them as a season team. I like them as a playoff team, but not as a season team. They don't care enough during the season. Yeah, I mean, they almost – I mean, Luka almost single-handedly beat them last year, and then the Mavs blew it, so. Yeah, I don't like them. 
my sixth seed, I have the finals last year, Suns. Uh, I think they fall off. I don't think they return to what they played last year. Yeah, I have the Suns as a 6-2. I had to put them there just because they were in the finals. I couldn't drop them anymore. But here's the thing with them. Offseason, they got Landry Shamit. I'm pretty sure that was it. They didn't do anything in the offseason. You can completely argue that they made it to the finals because of injuries they faced. Injuries on other teams that they faced. So they were overrated last year. They'll probably be even more overrated this year. Don't expect them to win the finals this year. Don't even expect them to make it this year. They didn't do anything in the offseason. But they'll still be in the playoffs. That's that's the best I can do for them. Oh, you're forgetting they did do something in the offseason. They signed Chris Paul, the oldest point guard in the league, to an insane contract that was so stupid. Yeah, I know. Like Four I said, year, $120 million. The Suns are pretty delusional. They, they see that Chris Paul took him to the finals, which he did, but he's old. He's injury prone, as we've seen in the past. He, he's a good role model for Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, but he is not going to be like he was this last year for the next couple of years on the Suns team. Yeah, my seventh seed is the Clippers because Kawhi Leonard is going to be missing some time. I think they fall a little in the standings, and when he comes back, they fight back and just barely make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm seventh seed, I'm going Golden State. People are too high on him right now. Klay Thompson's coming back, hasn't played in the last couple seasons. Um, Draymond Green is a donkey. He's a joke. He is overrated. Steph Curry will come back. He'll chuck up threes the whole game. He'll make half of them. Good. Not good because he'll ball hog. I think midseason they trade their young core for another all-star because they're lacking um, playoffs. So I think they have a solid future right now, but they'll lose that in the middle of the season because of trading. And for our eighth seed, we both agreed on the Blazers. Um, I think Dame Lillard should have requested a trade and gotten out of there. Uh, I don't know what their plan is for him, but. Well, here's the thing with the Blazers. I put them in there because right now Dame is on the team. They are also going to be playing tough teams as an eighth seed in the plan. Pelicans, Grizzlies. Um, Timberwolves, completely underrated. Rockets even. I mean, the Blazers are falling apart. They have been for the last couple of years. Dame might get traded midseason. Who even knows? Dame is he, – he's pretty overrated in my eyes. He just chucks up three, same as Steph Curry. Um, everyone's hating on CJ McCollum. I don't know why he was their second-best offensive player. Without him, they aren't even a playoff team. Um. Nurkic fights injuries, so they're falling apart. They have solid pieces that they can trade and then just start all over and have a solid future, but they're not doing that. They're still acting like contenders, and it is the dumbest idea I've ever seen. And that concludes our NBA predictions. We'll be back next week with some NBA stuff as the season goes on, and we're right into our NFL awards from last week. And our first is the Offensive Player of the Week. And my Offensive Player of the Week is the GOAT, Tom Brady. Passed for 411 yards, touchdowns, and he is 44 years old, as I'm going to keep saying. Uh, he only threw 11 incompletions, and he leads the league in passing yards. And he's second in touchdowns behind Mahomes. So he's still one of the best in the league. Here's the thing. Tom Brady, old. I was saying on the last podcast, someone was old at the age of 30, and people were telling me that's crazy. How do you think that's old? It's because you're in the NFL. You're risking your body every single second of every single game. Tom Brady is crazy old. He doesn't look good. I don't like him. I don't like him as a Super Bowl team this year. I think they're overrated. I also think that – the best offensive player on that team right now is Antonio Brown. He's my offensive player of the week 
Seven receptions, 124 yards, 18 yards a catch, two touchdowns. He's killing it. I mean, there's nothing else to be said. You have Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin. You had Gronk. Um, you even have the running backs like Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Yet Antonio Brown, who you didn't expect anything out of coming onto this team, is the only one popping off every single game. Yeah, and we're recording this on a Friday night. Uh, the Bucks played last night, Thursday night football. And Antonio Brown had nine catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown, leading the team in receiving yards. Uh, he's probably the clear-cut number one receiver now. Yeah, he led that team to a win. They wouldn't have won without him. And our defensive player of the week, for me, I'm going Marshawn Lattimore, cornerback for the Saints. Career-high, six passes defended. Only had one tackle, but... If you defend six passes, you're not going to need to tackle. Most passes defended in a game since 2017, and he got his first career NFL Defensive Player of the Week, uh, first for the Saints since 2018, and also first Ohio State player since Denzel Ward in 2018 as well. Yeah, great game, Um, but I'm going to change it up. I am going to go – Shaq Barrett as my defensive player of the week. One forced fumble, one and a half sacks, three tackles, one assist. I mean, he th- don't get me wrong. Buccaneers defense have solid pieces. Um, They're fighting injuries in the secondary, but he is stepping up big time on that defense. He is the leader on that defense. And it, every single offense they stop will be because of him. So they have to make sure to keep him healthy out of all players. And our next award is the Team of the Week. And uh, don't laugh. Mine is the Bears. You uh, must have been completely out of it when you said that because you just said the Bears as the Team of the Week. Yeah, uh, they shocked everybody. They beat the Raiders 20-9. to uh, Justin Fields, he's not really being uh, like an all-star but he threw a touchdown and 111 yards. And Khalil Herbert, who I think is their third string, rushed for 75 yards. Uh, The defense sacked Carr three times and picked him off. And the Bears are surprisingly 3-2. and They're one game behind the Green Bay Packers, and they have the same record as the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Bears beat a struggling Raiders team. Raiders are... They do this pretty much every year. They start like you think they're making the playoffs, and then they just start choking, and that's what happened. That's why the Bears won. I think they need to trade Allen Robinson. They're not using him at all. Um, They're using Mooney as their number one receiver pretty much. So trade him, build that team, and then you're a playoff team. But right now, they are not a playoff team at all. But my team of the week is the Bills. I mean – they acted like the Chiefs have never made the Super Bowl at this point. Um, Josh Allen didn't even have his best game. 15 catches on 26 attempts. That's not as good as Josh Allen usually does. However, he had 315 yards, three touchdowns. Um, They didn't really use the running game, same as the Chiefs. But Knox is acting as the best tight end in the league right now somehow. He's just... Touchdown dependent on that team. Stephon Diggs isn't even doing that much, and they're still blowing teams out. And, and then they picked up Sanders in the offseason, and he's pretty much their second best receiver on that team. So huge pickup for them. Chiefs are struggling, and I like it because I think Mahomes is crazy overpaid, crazy overrated. I don't like the Chiefs at all. Mahomes, 33 catches for 54 attempts. Two interceptions, two touchdowns. Awful game. Didn't use the running that much. I I mean, who knows if the Chiefs even make playoffs this year. Yeah, I think that's a hot take, but it's also not. I think the Chiefs uh, need to straddle up and get ready because they might not make the playoffs. But I do think the Bills are the clear-cut number one team in the AFC now with the Raiders falling, uh, the Broncos falling, Browns and Chargers and Chiefs. I think the Bills are easily 
the number one team to be. Yeah, 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 for sure. And our next award is the Game of the Week. And I say this every single podcast. Thursday night games, they always seem disappointing. This one wasn't disappointing because we had the Seahawks and the Rams. And it was back and forth until the fourth when Sony Michelle put the Rams up 22-14. to 14. Russell Wilson got hurt with a finger injury, and Geno Smith got put in the game. Yes, Geno Smith by West Virginia, who almost won the Heisman in his senior year of college. Uh, Second-round pick by the Jets, went down the uh, Jets quarterback spiral where they ruin everybody. Um, he came in and threw for 131 yards and a touchdown. It was a dot. Uh, but then he threw an interception on a miscommunication to end the game. But we will see him as Russell Wilson is out for six to eight weeks. So it's up to Geno Smith to carry the Seahawks. Yeah, Russell Wilson didn't really impress me when he was healthy during the season. I think. What do you think about them adding Cam Newton as the free agent? I feel like. It, it depends because Geno Smith, he came in, basically he hasn't started or played a game in a while, and he was serviceable. I don't know if Cam can do more than Geno at this point. Uh, maybe for like safety reasons, sign him and have him as a backup uh, because Cam did say he doesn't care if he's a backup. He'll just be on the football team, so... I think it could be a possibility, but as of right now, I think they should stick with Geno. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think Geno's their guy right now. But my game of the week, Packers at Bengals, it doesn't get any funnier than that. I mean, I watched that game, and I had so much fun watching it. I laughed so many times, especially during the end. Three interceptions total, five missed field goals total. Eventually, the vet, Crosby, comes out on top of the rookie to win it. Devontae Adams against Jamar Chase. Both of them had probably their best games of the season so far. Big receiving game, not the biggest running game. But, I mean, I'm obviously glad Packers won that because it throws the Bengals down to where the Browns are at right now. But, I mean, everyone's going to struggle one game. That's exactly what Crosby did. He'll be fine. He's not going to keep doing that. He's a vet. He knows. He knows. He has to step it up. Our next one is the underrated player of the week. And kind of shocked by this one. Uh, our guy, David Njoku, tight end for the Browns. Targets by Baker Mayfield. Seven catches. 49 yards and a touchdown. 71-yard catch and run for a touchdown. I jumped off my bed and started yelling because I haven't seen David Njoku make a play in so long, and he's so fast and so athletic, he turned it into a 71-yard touchdown. Yeah, I love David Njoku. He gets a terrible rep pretty much because of his past agents that wanted him out of Cleveland. But, I mean, he's not as bad as people think. Um, Obviously, Browns lost because the refs were god-awful, and – they should be fired after those awful calls. I mean, same thing happened in the Buccaneers-Eagles game Thursday. Every single play, I mean, it's pretty much like Tom Brady just pays the refs. Every single play should have been pass interference, but not against the Buccaneers, not against Tom Brady. They won't call that. So, if anything, refs need to step it up because they'll be the ones to screw over teams this year. This brings me to my underrated player of the week, Miles Gaskin. He finally does something on this offense. Hasn't really been used. They, they The Dolphins have struggled this season, don't get me wrong. But five carries, 25 yards, not his best. But 10 receptions, 74 yards, better. Two touchdowns. I mean, they lost, but... It's it's Miles Gaston. He finally did something on that offense, so that's what I'm happy about. Yeah, Miles Gaskin, uh, I think they should use him more because of the Tua situation going on right now. Uh, 
you would think they would use him more, and they finally did, and look how it turned out. So they probably should use him. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the Colts. The Colts, QB, Carson Wentz, injury-prone, so you have to get the run game down, and they're finally doing that with Jonathan Taylor. So Dolphins probably got that idea, that idea and are having common sense, so they're going to start using Miles Gaskin more often. Yeah, and our final award of the week for the NFL is Rookie of the Week. And I think I've given him a shout-out before. Rashawn Slater, Chargers left tackle, went up against the Browns defensive line. Uh, Miles Garrett had one sack against him, but Miles Garrett after the game said the dude's got game, and he's a pretty good offensive tackle for being a rookie. And he's going to help Justin Herbert stay healthy. Yeah, when you can hold the best defensive end in the league right now to only one sack as a rookie, that is that is a bright future right there. There's nothing else to be said. My rookie of the week, Kyle Pitts. Finally, finally he gets his game. I mean, nine receptions, 119 yards, 13 yards a catch, one touchdown, first of many. First of many touchdowns. It was a pretty easy choice for me. Um, I know Gage and Ridley were out, but it probably wasn't the worst thing. Falcons probably know now that Kyle Pitts is the guy for this team right now. So they'll use him a lot more. They'll use the tight end um, core a lot more. And he's finally going to start popping off as he should have been beginning of the season. Yeah, and I think there's an easy fix for the Falcons. Uh, it starts with the offensive line. You got to fix that up and then fix up the defense a bit, just a bit because they're like little inconsistent. And lastly, I think you kind of have to give Matt Ryan the boot uh, if he's not going to retire. Uh, they drafted Kyle Trask, and Trask was pretty good in college at Florida. So maybe – throw him in if they're having a losing record at the end of the year for a couple games and see if his connection with Pitts works. Yeah, I mean, they can't hold him out for too long. That that could be bad. I mean, he'll come in and just be completely lost. Matt Ryan's a good vet for him to learn from, but the Falcons have a pretty good offense. I mean, they got Ridley, Pitts, um, Mike Davis, Cordell Patterson, Gage, so build that offensive line, and your offense is going to keep on rolling from there. And then, just like every team, you just got to continue on the defensive end. And then, I mean, you're right back to where you were before, a playoff team. Yeah. And our final thing of the podcast is our week six predictions. And since we're filming on Friday, we're, we already had our picks before. Uh, the Bucks eagles game, we both picked the Bucks. And they won, but they only won by six points. So that was a little concerning. Yeah, I I wanted the Eagles to win, but the Bucks were just not going to lose that game. Dolphins versus Jags. I'm taking Dolphins. The Jags are a joke, like I've said every single time. They are just a complete joke. They won't win a game this year. I think they won't win a game this year in America. This game is in London and just uh, – Trevor Lawrence is kind of picking up how he's playing. And they're playing at 9.30 uh, Eastern time in London. I think Trevor Lawrence has a good game, but then they come back to America and they're back to being the crappy team. Well, here's the thing. They play early on a Sunday, which means Urban Meyer will probably be out all night Saturday night partying, so he won't be having his best game, like always. That's why they lose head coach is awful, one of the worst in the league. So it's going to be a joke for the Jags. Dolphins win this one easily. Vikings versus the Panthers. I mean, we we both went Panthers on this one. Vikings are struggling pretty much because Delvin Cook is fighting through injuries. He was the best running back last year. He is he's too injury-prone this year, and their defense is – Pretty bad, so nothing else. Nothing else for that one. 
Yeah, and we keep talking about how the Panthers' defense is so good. And last week they lost, but it was Darnold through, I think, three interceptions, one of his worst games as a Panther. Uh, I think the Panthers' defense smothers the Vikings' defense. Has Stephon Gilmore played yet? I don't think he played last game. I'm not entirely sure. Because I checked, I didn't see him. So, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is the vet for that defense. So, once he gets in and he's in the groove, that defense will be hard to score on every single time. And our next game is Chargers versus Ravens. And this could be a potential AFC championship matchup uh but we both went chargers because the chargers are just on a streak right now but uh lamar went off on the last primetime game uh he threw for what like 400 yards pretty good yeah after he after he did god awful in the first half i have the chargers winning this one only because the ravens are injury prone and lamar is not even a top 10 QB right now. But, I mean, Chargers don't win by a lot only because it's not a home game for them, so they don't have the refs on their side. But I have the Chargers winning this one. And the next game is the Rams versus Giants. I mean, if you if you say Giants, then you got hit in the head the same way Daniel Jones did. I mean, the Rams will win this one. Giants are crazy injury-prone, can't stay healthy, and that team is just going downhill faster than you can think. Yeah, the, this is an easy win for the Rams. Uh, Rams are the NFC favorite right now. They have been since they beat the Bucks, uh, and the Giants are pretty crappy, so that's simple. Texans versus the Colts. You can't even say Texans. I mean, there's nothing to be said here. Let's just say Colts and move on. Yeah, we got to say Colts. Chiefs versus the Washington football team. I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, Washington's defense keeps getting worse and worse every week. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They came in as arguably the best defense going into the season, and they are not – living up to their expectations, which I don't like. That's just going to hurt them as being a playoff team. And here, here's the thing. Fitzmagic is a couple weeks away from coming back. I don't know. What do you think they're going to do? Start him, bench him, see what happens with Heineke? Uh, I think they're going to keep Heineke, honestly. Yeah, I think they will too, which I don't like. I mean, Fitzmagic is the vet. Every team needs a vet. He's the vet for that team. I'd rather have him in, but I don't see the Washington football team doing that. So I have Chiefs winning that game. And the next game is Packers versus Bears. Uh, Packers, but I think it could be close. Maybe. It depends. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Packers too. It won't be close. Devontae Adams will pop off again. Aaron Jones will pop off. The Bears are just not winning this game. And then we have Bengals-Lions. I have the Lions because I think they're due for a win after coming so close every week. Like we've said before, we love the Lions. I mean, you you can't hate that team. But I have the Bengals winning this one. Bengals are coming off a loss that sh- they should have won. Bengals will come back um, hungry, and the Lions will get another loss, sadly. I mean, I wish they would win some games, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Cardinals versus the Browns. No Nick Chubb. Um, Cardinals just got Zach Ertz. I don't even know if he's capable of playing Sunday. That's another weapon for Kyler Murray, though. Browns are still fighting injuries, but all I know is that Miles Garrett had Kyler Murray in his Halloween decorations in the graveyard. So Miles Garrett will feast this game. 
he will snap Kyler Murray in pieces like a puzzle falling on the ground. I have not done this this season, but after seeing the injury report earlier, I'm going to have to say the Cardinals because the Browns have, I'll read it, Ward, Clowney, Chubb, Hunt. They're all probable. I know Chubb's already been ruled out. Uh, Jarvis might be coming back. Then there's the whole Odell situation. Baker's hurt. I feel like this is one of the games we might just want to, like, not not give up, but kind of just know what we're walking into if we don't have Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett, Clowney, Chubb. I think Hunt will go off, and I think the the Cardinals' rushing defense is horrible, so Hunt should have a good game. But – I think Kyler Murray and Hopkins torch our our secondary. I think this is pretty much a must win after getting screwed over last week by the refs. It, it's a home game. We need to win this game. This this game wasn't supposed to be played until they added the 17-game rule. Yeah. But I think we need to win this one. We need to be the first team to beat the Cardinals this year. That's what needs to happen. And think about it. Uh, there's a stat. The Browns have not lost back-to-back games since we hired Stefanski, so that's another thing on the line. Yeah, and and then we end up playing the Broncos that Thursday night, so they don't have much time to rest, and we might as well put everything into the Cardinals game so we can beat them, but Broncos will end up being closer than you think just because the Browns had just played a couple days ago. Yeah. Cowboys versus the Patriots. I have the Patriots winning this one. It's a home game for them. I think they can pull this one off. I'm going Cowboys because Dak is just going off. Uh, I mean, he's like a sleeper for MVP right now because the Cowboys are surprisingly good, uh, and the defense is clicking. I think the defense tortures Mac Jones. Uh, Trayvon Diggs probably gets another interception while he's at it. Uh, actually, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna say he gets a pick off of Mac Jones just because Mac Jones is gonna try to test the Cowboys defense and he's gonna get shut down. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that said Trayvon Diggs has the most interceptions in the NFL, but he also has the most um, penalties. He's overrated. He's good, but he's overrated. Well, I think he's a ball hawk. Like, he's not the best corner in the league. He's just the one who catches the most balls for intercept. That's just who he is. Yeah, yeah, nothing nothing too special about him. Raiders first the Broncos. Raiders, John Gruden, gone. That team's just blowing up by the second, I mean. I like the team going into the season. I liked them the first couple of games, but now every second of every day they get bad news about something and they just start falling apart piece by piece. Yeah, I think the Broncos solely because of everything going on with the Raiders right now. Um, And the Broncos, this could be the game that puts them over the top over the Raiders and then they're second in the AFC West behind the Chargers. Well, here's the thing. I have I still believe the Raiders will win this game. I hope they don't because the Raiders don't have a, a chance of staying with the Chargers and the Chiefs. They don't have a chance anymore. The Broncos they can. I mean, they're not a bad team. They have a solid defense. They got some offensive weapons, but I'm hoping Broncos win this, but I I don't think they will. I see the Raiders winning this game. And then we move to the Sunday night game, the Seahawks versus the Steelers. Geno Smith, primetime game against the Steelers. I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. Steelers are they're just a joke at this point. Najee Harris is their best player. So, I mean, and they, and they still don't use him as much as they should. So, coaching is not that good anymore on the Steelers right now. Big Ben's. He he's a big blob on the field. Um, nothing, nothing special about the Steelers anymore. 
Seahawks win this game. Geno Smith pops off. And I think that it's a it's a blowout. I believe it'll be a blowout. I think Steelers defense holds Geno Smith, but they don't hold him enough. Yeah, maybe maybe the first half they hold him. Second half is where it gets out of hand and Geno Smith starts popping off. Yeah. And the Monday night game, the final game of the week, is Bills versus Titans. As we said earlier, Bills, top team in the AFC. Uh, I think they destroy the Titans and solidify themselves even more. Yeah, the Bills will win this one easily. I mean, I was a huge fan of the Titans going into the season after they picked up Julio, and then injuries happened, and defense isn't stepping up. Derrick Henry is extremely overrated. He's getting all these, like, one-yard carries for touchdowns or 10-yard carries for touchdowns and stuff, and people are acting like he is amazing. But when you watch the game, he's not as good, and he's not the one that can win them games. So they will lose this game by a lot at home. They will lose by a lot at home. Yeah, I think this could be an embarrassing loss for the Titans, and it would – I mean, the Colts could fight for that top spot, but I think the Titans might pull it out in the end. But if they lose this, it's just going to hurt them. Yeah, and and listen to this. Bills play the Titans next, then the Dolphins, but it's at home. So they'll win that. Then the Jags. Then the Jets, though both those games are on the road that they will still win. But then they come back home against the Colts. That's a win. I, I don't see them I don't see them losing a game until December twelfth when they face the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think in my preseason prediction, I had them I think fifteen and two. And like you said, their only loss might come against the Bucks. Well, their second loss because they already lost once, but I feel like their second loss will be the Bucks, and I think they won't lose another game. Yeah, it might be the Bucks. It might be. And this concludes our fifth podcast. And if you're listening, thank you for listening. If you're new, come back for more. Go listen to the old ones. If you're returning, thank you and keep tuning in. Yeah, go follow us on Twitter. That's at NNN Sports Pod. We are going to start having guest speakers. We're hoping maybe LeBron James, Tom Brady, you know, the realistic ones, but who knows. And that's all we have to say for today. We'll see you next time on Numbers, News, and Nonsense.